it's the Creator Spaces Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about developing complementary partnerships with Nicholas Cow and Daryl Lim. This conversation highlights how to create partnerships that will stand the test of time and how to find your place in the building and public movement. Let's get right into it. Do you consider yourselves to be creators? Oh, interesting. Why don't you go first while I think about that? <laughs> Do I think I'm a creator? Yeah, I think I'm a creator because I think being a creator means like starting something from scratch and having an imagination to build something from your mind into something either physical or something that's digital. Yeah, you know, I think I don't and not because I don't create things, but because I explicitly aim to be a generalist. I feel like if I start going like, yes, I'm this, falling out from that path. Okay, I want to dig in on that because I feel like you guys are both creating a podcast together and might also have a business that you're creating value in and a big chunk of my goal with this show is just to remove any definition from the word creator. I know that one of you is sales and marketing, the other one's engineering. I'm wondering if you think that informs your answers. Yeah, I'm, you know, a software engineer. Like, I work over at Patreon right now. I guess I've been more on the finance side than, like, the front-end side. So maybe that does inform the answer, but I feel like I'm more so working on the plumbing than, like, the thing that's handed over. Yeah, I guess maybe it does have some influence about sales and marketing because it's sometimes about the story or the background or maybe even the pitch behind whatever it is. And by being a creator and thinking about it that way, you think about things in a different mindset than what Nick would think about as an engineer. And so tell me a bit about what you guys are making together. What exactly do you create? So Nick and I created a podcast and the podcast is, I'm sure you're aware of it and a lot of your audience is aware of the build in public movement. And that was something that we were really eager to try and start on and try and figure out and see if we could do ourselves. And so we were thinking, okay, we don't know very much about buying a business. And the idea came from Sean Perry from My First Million. Nick and I met from All Access Pass, which was one of his first projects that he started with Ben Levy. Yeah. And so you've got this podcast. Nick, maybe this one's for you. When did you decide that you wanted to start a podcast? How did that end up happening? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not even positive how. You know, I know Daryl and I both are like big listeners of podcasts. And then we more or less met because of the podcast. I think it just kind of organically grew out of that. I mean, Daryl, do you have an exact moment when we decided that? We were talking about building in public. We should talk about our experience. And I know buying a business was intimidating for both of us. And we figured if it's intimidating to like both of us, I'm sure other people are thinking the same way and maybe they want some insight. So I think at that point we were deciding how do we build in public? We both don't really like writing. <laughs> so the next easiest option is just <laughs> for us to talk about it. It's refreshing to see how Nicholas and Daryl have embraced building in public and used their strengths to identify the best ways to add value through it. Sometimes we just gotta take chances. I want to zoom out a little bit and talk about the cycle that you've got here where you're building in public, you have acquired a business, you have a podcast, you bring other guests onto the podcast, but I'm guessing you also talk a bit about building your own business there. And I'm wondering if you've got any sort of audience flywheel building between the business and the podcast. So I think both of them are a little bit too early for us to really be able to say. We bought a really small business almost as like testing grounds. Daryl, I think a big part of that was like, A, what's it like buying a business? How do we do this smart? And B, like, do I want to work with this person? I can take a small bet and do a risk on that and like reassess from there. 
Yeah, that was pretty much the idea in the first place. How do we work together? How do we create something together? How will the partnership last the test of time? I think that was pretty much what we were looking at when we were doing this. Got it. And so how's that going? I mean, for the most part, I think we have a pretty good combination between both of us. We've interviewed quite a few guests and veterans in the business building like realm. And they've always said, hey, this is actually the perfect combination. Like Daryl, you do sales and marketing. Nick, you're an engineer. So Nick can go out and build something and I can just go out there and start posting everywhere, pitching, running ads, doing all that sort of thing. We kind of complement each other. That's the ideal thing that you'd be looking for in a business. Even just beyond the skill set, I'm very much the, oh man, this is exciting. Let's go do this thing. Like, look at this, this shiny new toy. And Daryl's like, whoa, dude, can we get a little focused on some of this here? So I think even just interpersonally, we kind of balance out pretty well. Awesome. And since this show's a little more focused on the creators, we won't dig in as much on the uh, business, but how's the podcast going? I think the podcast is going great. It's growing out, but we have pretty niche audience. It's really us trying to figure out, I would say almost where those people live and how can we talk to them a bit more. We've gotten some feedback that's, hey, you guys have done a bunch of interviews in a row. What's going on with the business? So it's definitely some real interest in the buying and building side of it more than just like an interview show. And I think for us, we really wanted to figure out like, how does this whole podcasting thing work? Like, how do we go out and find interview guests. I think it was that experience where we've gone through so many things together and figured it out when we didn't know anything at all. And I think that was fun to get to know and understand, hey, I'm good at this, you're good at this, what are we bad at? And through that whole process, like you said, like we're creators and we figure out things as we go and made something out of it. Nicholas and Daryl developed a partnership and their bond grows stronger with every challenge they face because building a business and podcast together is helping them discover each other's weaknesses and strengths. There's still a lot of roadblocks in their journey, but their willingness to learn from one another always helps them to figure out ways to get through anything. And this has cemented the success of their partnership so far. How do you go about building your audience now? So right now, a lot of what we do is trying to do it organically by posting in different groups with like-minded people. So we know a lot of the base of our customers are a few different things. One, they're going to be like fans of either Trends by The Hustle, My First Million, and recently, Indie Hackers. We've got people who are engineers who work from some of the biggest companies like Google, Amazon, and a few other places. And then we have people who are like, oh, I just haven't even started a business yet. I want to think about starting a business. And then there's some other people who are like midway through and they just like the build and public experience. So we kind of have a blend of a few different things. And we try to complement our build in public with guests that we bring on. And so it's meshed between all those different audiences. So what exactly is the uh, business? Because that I'm guessing is your primary monetization plan for the partnership at the moment. So our business is called Classcast Live. It's an online fitness and yoga company. We we're just interested because both Nick and I believe in the health lifestyle. Nick is really into jujitsu and a few different things. I'm into working out. I've created a few of my own fitness brands. So we just thought there would be a natural fit for us to look into and check it out. Especially during this whole pandemic situation, there was our adoption of online fitness and working out from home. So we thought, okay, this business this doesn't cost a ton of money. It would be a good start for us to find out how the process is and what it would be like to work with these teachers and all these students. It's important to know and understand your target audience because this will give you a better idea of where to find them, how to approach them, and effective ways to monetize down the line.
What's your North Star metric for success? How do you know you're on the right path? And I guess since we're talking about it, both in your personal life and in business, if you could answer independently. I guess the North Star metric is, am I making progress, right? In some way that's meaningful to me. So either that's money or it's with this company, I would say like, you know, major progress because like I found a good partner in Daryl and his podcast, super successful because we got to talk to people who I wouldn't be able to talk to otherwise. I try really hard to be patient. It's very easy to be impatient and it just seems like the people who are patient will eventually get a home run in some way so i'm at a little bit of a grace there like i think progress is a really important thing not to overlook because all these little steps that i've taken personally over time i'm sure nick has too those are the steps that you learn from you become better at and you take notice of and they all compound over time i think there's a book like count the compound effect right so that's one side of success in terms of like like your own journey and understand yourself and becoming better. But then I also look at traction, like how much traction is the business getting and is it leading to profitable return over time or is it going to get there? That actually leads me nicely into my next question for you guys. What's your current goal as a creator? Yeah, I feel like we have so many things going on simultaneously that we haven't really gotten together and been like, okay, this is like the number one thing that we are working on towards here. For me, it's like building up the podcast and doing interesting stuff there. If more people are listening or the people who are listening are higher profile or anything like that, I would say that's a big success in my mind. But beyond just that, I'm building out like a bunch of little projects that we're just validating and then going, okay, like this is one that seems good. Let's shift focus onto this, right, Daryl? So you know, we have two or three things things that are like in the pipeline in some way and I'm Daryl being like, okay, dude, we need to focus a little bit. <laughs> so it's time to turn the tables. Daryl, what's your current goal as a creator? I think my current goal is just to help build an audience and test new mediums and platforms. There's a lot of things that I've looked into coming from a sales and marketing background and talking to some amazing guests we've had on our podcast. I think a lot of them say it's about building an audience. And with Nick's point, it's Sean built something that he has a huge audience. You know, maybe one day that is something that we just want to like have an audience that we can do and let them know like, hey, we have this experience and I like being a teacher as well. So so I've looked into some different channels like how does SEO work and how does YouTube work and tinkering with the idea of creating like a YouTube channel that will help people understand the journeys that I've been through and then point them in the direction of the podcast. And as always, we wrap it all up by answering the question. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be and when would it be? You get to choose the start. Man, I think I can give you the cop-out answer of buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that I think I really did good was like learn how to learn. In college, I basically just skipped all my classes and studied how people learn and like kind of practice that. And I mean, I was an economics major and now I'm a lead engineer. It gave me a little bit more flexibility than I would have had otherwise. The one thing I really underappreciate was the value of sharing your thoughts. I grew up during that three-year phase when everyone was telling you, you know, if you put any personal information online, you know, you're going to get hacked and people will come find you. <laughs> this is when I got introduced to the internet. I think probably I would say lean into community building, into connecting people with each other. There's a ton of value, not in like having everyone know you, but having everyone know each other and making the network more interconnected. So I would say probably halfway through college, social media is the most valuable tool. Make sure everyone's interconnected. Awesome. That is, I guarantee, novel advice for this show. See, All right. 
to Daryl. <laughs> Do you regret letting him go first on this one? Well, I think it was good that Nick went first because that gave me time to actually think about what I was going to say. So if I could compress everything over time, when would I say it? I'd probably say at the start of my journey when it was the most frustrating and not figuring out how to do everything. This is what I would tell everyone else to do and what I would tell myself is learn everything, meet and network as much as you can. And most importantly, get started. It's okay to fail. Each step is a move in the next direction leads you to success.